What is good, everyone? This is your host, Deanna Radulescu with Label Free Podcast. To live your best life, you must live label free. As always, bring you incredible guests from all over the world. So sit back, relax, and tune in. My next guest is a personal trainer, an online fitness coach who focuses on sharing a story with his with his clients of finding hope and improving in their lives. Please welcome Calvin Tedesco. Calvin, welcome to the show. Hello, thank you. Your your path has not been a straight one, my friend. That's right. <laughs> you uh so like myself, got you know, did not have an easy road. I got into a lot of trouble, which I don't really talk about too much, but um I feel like going through things like that really set you up for success if you can learn to overcome. So I really would like to hear a little bit about your struggles and what got you to where you are today because you're thriving today. Yeah. Well, man, I think I've been struggling from the beginning. I had a really difficult time just being kind of like an only child in a sense. My older brothers were so much older than me. Oh, wow. And my parents had them in different relationships. So I wasn't super connected with with my brothers right off the bat. And I grew up hella shy, like so shy. And a lot of people see me on social media today and fit and do even doing some bodybuilding or fitness stuff. And they wouldn't know that about me, but I came up extremely shy. Mm -hmm. And over time, you know, things were were good, you know, but a lot of tragic things started happening in my life when I was still just a child. And I didn't know what to make of it at the time. But what I learned was, you know, my parents were addicts. Oh, wow. Okay. And my oldest brother was into some not so good things. He was killed when I was 11. Oh, that's terrible. Yeah. And so what started to happen was, and I didn't know at the time, but people cope and they don't necessarily cope in the right way. And everything started to go on a downward spiral from there. And until I ended up, I was living in a trailer with my parents and uh, it was just not good living conditions, like an Airstream trailer in an RV park. And everybody around me is on dope. And I'm just like, what do I do? 13, 14, 15 years old. I'm hanging out on the street and I'm getting myself into trouble too. Like I wanted to just try to support myself because I I didn't want to burden my family. And uh, it just led me down. I guess you could call it a bad path, but honestly, it led me to where I'm at today. So somehow it all worked out for me. Yeah. Is it hard for you to talk about that time in your life? Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely it is. Yeah, there's a lot of pain attached to that. Yeah. There's a lot of pain attached to that for sure. Well, that's some very traumatic things to go through when you're that young. So, I, you know, I've got similar, we actually have some similar backgrounds. I was terribly shy growing up too. And my father was very abusive towards my mother. And he, I'm the oldest of five. And he bounced when I was like 15 and so I saw a lot of dysfunction at an early age of him beating up my mom. And so unfortunately, I got involved in that same kind of cycle. So we are like sponges when, that, when we're that young. And what we see around us, we kind of like take on ourselves unless someone comes in and kind of rescues us. And I think that it's, you know, it's hard going through that. And I've had to do a lot of work myself. Like now I'm an open book. I'm like, this is who I am. This is what I've been through. I'm here, right? You know? Yeah. So- uh, I think that we all have a, our own unique journey. And so 
I love that you talk about um, in your bio that you you were sentenced, right? You got into yeah. and while you were in juvenile, what is it called? Their detention. That's right, juvenile detention. Yeah, you you started you found your love of fitness. That's right. Yeah. And is that how you ha learned to start coping with some of the stuff that you went through? Oh, absolutely. Like my eyes started to open. Yeah. I didn't know any of that positive stuff existed because everything around me was like drugs, crime, violence. I'm feeling depressed. Yeah. Apathy. Like either I just have no emotion or I'm just like a wreck. And then it, man, I started to lash out you know, after a while. I was going crazy. I wasn't even sure if I wanted to live anymore. And so when I was involved in um, crimes and stuff, that's where my mind was at. I don't care if I die or if someone dies. So it was getting pretty severe. Yeah. And that's why I went to jail for violent crimes. You know, I just had no regard for, for my own life or in a lot of cases, other people's lives. Well, yeah, I mean, you're angry. You're angry, like, what the fuck? Why? I didn't ask for this. Yeah. Guys, <laughs> for swearing. I don't swear too often on the show, but you know what I mean? Like, you know, we don't ask for that when we're younger. We have no, we have no control of when we're born into this world, who, what kind of circumstances we're born into. So I get it. You know, and so what happened after you got released from juvenile detention? How long were you in there first? Oh, man. So first I went there. I was in there for about five months, nine days. Okay. For an, an aggravated assault charge, which actually had nothing to do with any kind of crimes or anything. It was just like a misunderstanding. Didn't even have to go down like that. Yeah. But I ended up in jail for that. And that's where I, things started to shift because I, I was in a different environment. And everything started to change for me once I changed my environment because I was seeing like other youth in there who are a little bit older than me. I was pretty young. I was 15. So a lot of the youth were older than me. And everybody in there was used to eating three meals a day. They go to the gym. They play sports. Yeah. They got a lot of them got like tremendous leadership potential. Like I could see why maybe they're in jail. Like maybe some of them are like too smart, you know, and they're just using it in the wrong way. Yeah. But either which way, my eyes were open to what was truly possible for someone uh, my age or anything about me. So, yeah, I was like, oh, I want to get more into this. And I started working out, too. Yeah. And I started to like how it made me feel. And not just like it was never really about how I looked or anything. It was like I liked the feeling of it. Yeah. And also being in an intimidating environment like that on the street and in the jail, you got to be strong to be able to stand up for yourself. Yeah. And so that's what it was for me at the beginning. But then it became like, I like how this makes me feel. I feel like I'm doing something positive. I'm doing something good and I like it. And other people are saying that's a good thing to do. Yeah. So I'm like, well, that's weird because everything else I was into before people were telling me that's bad. Don't do that. That's wrong. And like looking down on me or whatever. And now all of a sudden I got this one positive thing to channel my energy into. Yes. And so when I got out of there, I think the judge was trying to do me a favor because I was about to get sentenced to like one to four more months. Oh. And I remember just looking at the ground and just listening to the judge and just he said something like, I'm going to sentence you to one to four more months, but but I'm not going to do that. Because he looked at how I was behaving in jail, which was right. extremely well, excellent grades, uh, working out, taking out every single program I could do, AA, NA. Uh, drug and alcohol counseling, other kinds of counseling, or whatever I could do, I was doing it. Yeah. And so he let me out of jail. Big mistake. 
because I'm going back into that previous environment. Oh no. I only lasted four months (laughs) before I fell off track and ended up going back to jail for a robbery. And like things were just going downhill. Like as a youth and being around my peers, yeah, we were all going downhill and the drugs were getting harder. People were getting into like serious addictions. Yeah. And luckily for me, I had previous experience with addictions, watching my family and then also personally. So I was a little bit more leery about getting into it. And but I was watching my peers do it. And I was like, oh, man, this is a this is a scary place to be. And I was like faced with a decision. At one point, it came to a crossroad. I could either tonight I could either go home to my that trailer I'm living in. Yeah. I'm not going there. I'm going mental. I could go to my girlfriend's house. But like, what's that going to do? How long is that going to last? Right. Or we can go out. My friends were planning on doing a robbery. And I'm like, well, that sounds like the best option of the three, because if I go do this robbery, either one of two things is going to happen. We're going to make some money and yeah. I can, again, take that burden off my family and start living life on my terms. Or I go back to that place where I did so well. So it was kind of a no-brainer. I tell people I went back. Those aren't great options, my friend. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And uh, so I went. Still or 16 at this time? I had turned 16 about oh. that time. And so what happened was I we got in a high-speed chase, and I got chopped by the cop dog, and I got sentenced to a year in jail. <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah. And so now tell us about that. How did you evolve? And did, were you there for a full year or do they like time, do time and a half like here in the U.S.? Yeah, it was um, it was a full year. It was a, it was like 11 months and a certain amount of days. I got arrested in January and I was getting out on New Year's Eve. And so did that time, that stint in, in jail, did that turn you around? Oh, man, I knew going in what I was doing. I'm like, uh-huh. I got one. Oh, actually, I didn't know I was doing the year when I was in the cop car that night. I knew. I'm not going back here. This is my last time. I even said it out loud. I think the cops probably thought I was crazy. I'm like, this is the last time you're going to see me. Because I knew I'm going to this place where I got time to study, time to work out. I'm doing good. Yeah. And that's exactly what I did. I think that, unfortunately, you know, when you are a person that has, that is in the surroundings that you're in, and like your only option for stability is going back to jail like that's why a lot of a lot of you know criminals they get out of prison and they go back because that's all they know and they have that structure you know unfortunately when you're out on your own and you surround yourself with that element you have no structure it's like crazy town you know what i mean so how long now calvin have you been done and out of there and are living on your own terms and not getting in trouble anymore (laughs) it's been it's been over a decade Oh, good. Yeah, it's been over a decade. I I haven't even moved home. Oh, no? That's the craziest thing. Like, when I got released from jail, I had bartered with the, all the people on my case to uh, let me go home for a visit. Yeah. But then I actually signed up, agreed to go into more programs after jail okay. in another city because I had been transferred to a jail in another city. Yeah. And they made my release plans for that city and i'm telling them i'm like hey i'm not from here <laughs> i only came here to do this this uh work program and i didn't even get to do that because my charges are violent they don't want to let me out with a chainsaw or whatever uh, i couldn't do that stuff 
Perfect. And uh, <laughs> and so, but then I realized, man, I actually have an option here because one of the teachers in that jail, one of the teachers, I think she was the English teacher, Cynthia Coles, introduced me to a school in Prince George that had a really good fitness program. So she kind of like tapped into that passion I had for fitness. She's like, hey, you should go here. And she introduced me to another teacher called Sue McDonald. And yeah. so she ran the fitness program there. She became like my first serious mentor. Okay. And she's the reason why I got into kinesiology after going to that school. And the reason why I became a personal trainer. And now I'm a fitness coach online, in person. I do it all. Wow. And I've even been able to bridge in the lifestyle factors because what I've noticed is like a lot of this isn't just about a workout. It's yeah, that's like just the small piece of the puzzle. Yep. Well, you and I both know that. Wow. What a great story. So you completely changed your environment and it changed your outcome. Like that's yeah. huge. I know um, just, I know when I was like sick and tired of being around the element, I moved away too, changed all my numbers. I was like, I'm done with this. Cause I actually spent some time in jail myself, but I wasn't a kid. I was an adult. So I went okay. to jail, jail. <laughs> and I was like, I'm done with this. I don't want to be around any of these people anymore. I'm out. So when I got out of there, I moved to change all my numbers and you know, there, there's more to that story, but you know, that's for another time. We're focusing on you today. <laughs> so I think that's always a good thing to do. If you're ready to change, it's scary, but if you're looking to switch change the direction or the course that you're on when it's looking the way that it was for you, it is important to make a drastic change. So let's talk about how you've built your business as a personal trainer, online fitness coach in person online and, um, you know, put it, bring it into the lifestyle factor of it. So talk to us about that, how that started. Oh man. Well, it was just, seems like I was being prepared for it the whole time without even knowing. Yeah. All of this stuff, like taking a big leap to move to another city. That's like someone going in the gym for the first time. Like that's a stressful <laughs> environment for them. Yeah. And so I was putting myself in a stressful environment over and over and over again. Hmm. And I just really kept on this one positive thing because I didn't have anything else. That was good in my life. And slowly over time through following that path, I was able to add in more things like, well, I didn't realize they wrote books about this kind of stuff. Like there's books about how to improve your life, change your life. So I started reading into those and getting into more courses, signing up for programs like boxing. You know, once I got out of jail and everything like that, I would do a boxing program, a youth mentorship program. I was going to college for kinesiology. And so everything in my life was positive. I was so busy with all these good things and becoming a coach was just a natural byproduct of just living and breathing it. Yeah. But it was a process. So even becoming a, a certified trainer, I mean, I was mostly teaching part-time before that, even before I um, got certified. Yeah. But then once I got certified, I, I moved to another city again and uh, to work on finishing the degree because I had a, a diploma. Now I'm working on a degree. And I started building my business there. And that was an amazing experience because at first I couldn't get jobs at gyms. They didn't seem like they needed anybody. Yeah. So I went out on my own and started teaching people outside. I learned how to teach people because I like I come from the jail system. We work out on the floor. We don't need a gym. Yeah. Like a lot of time we work out on the floor. Yeah. Hey, don't worry about it. I'll show you how to work out at the track. I'll show you how to work out on these hills. I'll show you how to work out. Um, at this workout bar. That's yeah, absolutely. Love it. Yeah, and that's what it was all about right there. But the main thing that that really shifted my perspective on training 
was because I was always just teaching, um, just you know, your average, normal, everyday people. And they, I was so young. So I feel like they didn't give me the credit that I deserved. Mm-hmm. Maybe they didn't know my story. Maybe they don't know my background. Maybe they don't know where I'm coming from. Yeah. But it all changed when this one, he was a young man. He was a little bit younger than me. And I guess he had been watching me on social media or something like that. Because he came up to me at one of the gyms I was I was now working part time at a at a gym as well as running my own business outside of there. But he had come up to me and he's like, I want to do what you're doing. He just looked at me with these beaming eyes, thinking like, what oh, do you mean? Wow. So now you're yeah. the mentor. Yeah, exactly. And so I was like, <laughs> You want to do what I'm doing? Yeah. Cause um, we got like three workout classes coming up. There's like I was teaching at a spin class where I was teaching the boxing component. And then there was spin instructors. So sometimes we jump in on these spin classes if they weren't full to like fill it up. Yeah. Well, me and this kid did two spin classes back to back and then a boxing class. So we were working out for like two hours and my both my legs cramped up and I couldn't stand anymore. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Spin class is tough. Yeah. Yeah. It was intense. But that was the game changer for me because he didn't want to just know about working out. He wanted to know about everything. So I started teaching him about what I'm learning in these personal development books. Yeah. The 60,000 thoughts a day. Like, did you know we have 60,000 thoughts a day on average? Mm-hmm. You know, if you were the CEO of your own company and you were in charge of investing $60,000 a day to move the company forward, would you just squander it or would you like, would you just. That's just a great example. That's how I explained it to him. And he just, his eyes lit up. He's like, oh, I never thought of it like that. I'm like, yeah, because you're in control of your thoughts. Yeah. And you got an average of 60,000 a day. Are you just going to waste them here, there, or are you going to direct it on something? And so that's where I got the idea from Napoleon Hill, your definite major purpose. I'm like, we got to start thinking about this kind of stuff. Right. And this young man, he started really doing that. He was like, man, I need to, maybe I'm not happy in this relationship. Maybe I'm not happy in this job. Maybe I do have something more uh, yeah. meant, meant for me. And that program ended up turning into the first small group that I had where it was like, we would go to the gym, we would read these books, personal yeah. development, setting goals, and we'd bridge it into daily life like that. And uh, it helped a lot of people get on a more positive path. But that's kind of similar to how I structure it today. I have a question for how old was that young man? I think he might have been uh, either either late teens, early 20s, maybe. So he probably was at a crossroads in his life and you saved his life. Man, it's intense, isn't it? <laughs> it's, crazy. It's, it's interesting how we can see things from 180 through someone else. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's beautiful. That's a beautiful story. So tell us about your ideal client. I, your Instagram is crazy. What you guys, he's a competitor like myself. Well, I'm a former competitor. I don't compete anymore. But uh, you got to check out his Instagram. We'll tell tell you the link here shortly. But tell us about your ideal client or the pers- types of people that you work with. Yo, I love that. Well, right now I teach a lot of, I've been teaching a lot of moms age 30 to 40, a lot of people really want to get in shape before they turn 40. It's like, that's the moment. Like, I don't want to be fat, 40, and lonely. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Let's be real. These put it all out there. Ain't no old barn. <laughs> but like I said, you know, I like teaching young men as well. So I still, I still teach men as well. Yeah. But really what I've noticed is the similarity in all the clients is the mindset. Mm. They've got to be open-minded and willing to learn and willing to show up every day. I love that. That's pretty much it. Because all of this stuff I'm teaching about, like, waking up a little earlier, 
put in some positive thoughts in your mind. Like I show on social media, my book reflection. So I'm reading a book, I'm doing a reflection, and maybe I'm even speaking something about it to the camera. Yeah. And then we're getting into a workout and then we're getting on to the day, or maybe we're even doing some nutrition programs. Basically I'm showing everybody how to put structure in their own life mm -hmm. because that's what changed my life was the structure. Like you mentioned earlier, yeah. the structured environment changed my life. So how do we create a structured environment? Cause that's what people are lacking. Yeah. I love structure myself. I thrive on it. So what does that look like if someone, you know, is listening to this is like, you know, I love Calvin's message. I love what he's been through. I can relate to him. Um, how does it look like there's the sign up process? Do you have an intro call? Like, what is that? And how does there a certain amount of time they have to commit to? Can you share that with us? Absolutely. So usually we just do like a month to month program or people okay. can even sign up for three, six or 12 months at a time. So some people, I'll just let them work with me on a month to month basis so they can sure. kind of see how the program works. Okay. And once they're like, oh, okay, I got it. Then a lot of them will come back and sign up for the year or six months or like a longer term. Perfect. And so, yeah, but basically I just try to work with each individual and not everybody's going to be able to use the exact same approach because some people might do better, you know, with this plan or some people might do better with that plan, but yeah. no matter what, you know, they need to figure out what strategies are going to work for them. And that's kind of my job there is to help them with that. And one of the most impactful things I've been able to do is help put people in touch with others who are of a similar mindset, similar goals. Yeah. And so, you know, these women in the mornings, I'm like, Hey, we're going to come work out every day at five o'clock. And so they got to structure their life around that. We can't be messing around, staying up too late because you know, you've got to work out tomorrow and you know, your people are going to be there. So you, you don't want to let them down. Yeah. With that being said, Calvin, where can people find you connect with you and learn more about working with you? Yo, the best place to find me is at Calvin Tedesco on Instagram. I mean, that's where I'm the most responsive to messages and stuff like that. Perfect. You guys, I'll put that link in the show notes. So if you connect with Calvin and are interested in working with him or just learning a little bit more about him, his program and what he's all about, go check out his Instagram. It is pretty robust. I was loving it myself before we jumped into the recording today. So go ahead and give him a follow and reach out to him if you feel like he can help you. Calvin, this is the part of the show where I like to ask for less words of wisdom or advice. What would you like to leave with us today? Oh, man. Everybody needs to seriously evaluate their mindset and take off that governing system. Mm. Stop getting in your own way and holding yourself back. Mm, I love that. That's really, so that's very true. Uh, I, I used to wake up super early and for some reason after my last like prep, because you know, that got ruined, I didn't compete. I have not been able to get early, uh, get up early since it's like, I got totally bummed out, like prepping for that long. And I used to was get up at four o'clock in the morning. I know I gotta need to get back to that. So that was a great reminder. Calvin, thank you so much for your vulnerability, sharing your story, and um, you know, just allowing people to see that they can overcome anything. You had a you were in a really dark place at a very young age, and it's amazing like what you turned that into yourself. So bravo to you. Thank you for what you do. We really appreciate you. Hey, thank you so much for having me. You're welcome. You guys, this is your host, Deanna Radulescu with Label Free Podcast. To live your best life, you must live label free. As always, don't forget to subscribe, follow, rate, review, comment, share, all those good things. And now I'll be back soon with more dynamic guests.